You're listening to a news story on the audio version of The Taiyi. Thanks for listening. The Taiyi is a nonprofit newsroom that is funded by our audience. So, if you appreciate this article and you'd like to help us do more, head on over to support.thetaiyi.ca and become a Taiyi builder. You choose the amount to give, and you can cancel any time. The Vancouver Party's Pushing for Rentals Everywhere By Jen St. Dennis, September 16, 2022 Three of the ten parties vying to win seats in Vancouver's civic election are promising to densify single-family neighborhoods, a political stance that would have been unheard of a few years ago. One city, the party of current councillors Christine Boyle and Jennifer Reddy, has borrowed the urbanist slogan Four Floors and a Corner Store to capture its vision for greater density in single-family neighborhoods. Incumbent Mayor Kennedy Stewart, running under the Forward Together banner, has promised 220,000 new homes in the next 10 years and said some of that housing will be built as the result of new development in single-family home neighborhoods. Progress Vancouver, with Mark Marison as its mayoral candidate, is also pushing for multifamily housing to be allowed throughout the city, with priority given to areas around schools, playgrounds and transit. To me, it indicates how far the housing debate has moved, even since the last municipal election, said Tom Armstrong, the executive director of the Cooperative Housing Federation of BC. Who'd have thought you'd see more than one party advocate for six-story developments throughout the city? Housing advocates have been pushing for a long time to change zoning rules that have reserved large parts of North American cities for single-family homes. In Vancouver, single-family home lots have been gradually densified, with the city eventually allowing homeowners to add a laneway house and a basement suite to their properties. But allowing apartment buildings to be built in single-family neighborhoods has seemed almost impossible, existing homeowners often protested denser development, and city councils listened. What's changed? Vancouver's already pricey housing has continued to become more expensive, for both homeowners and renters. Several single-family home neighborhoods have actually lost population over the years, including young families. These parties are arguing that something needs to change. Here's how the housing platforms for One City, Forward Together and Progress Vancouver stack up. These three center-left parties are just a few of the options for voters this time around, and we haven't yet seen housing platforms from the other seven parties that are vying for votes. One City and Progress Vancouver are both proposing to allow four-story condos and six-story apartment buildings throughout the city. Jill Atke, the executive director of the BC Nonprofit Housing Association, said it's important to not just name a target number for housing units, but to specify where that new housing is going to be built. One City and Progress are really the only parties talking about land use and zoning, and that's so inextricably tied to housing development and achieving targets, Atke said. All three parties are taking aim at Vancouver's cumbersome public hearing process that has meant that it takes weeks of council meetings for some housing decisions to get to a vote. Forward Together, Stewart's party, is promising to modernize the public hearing process, although provincial legislation needs to be passed for that to happen. One City and Progress Vancouver say zoning single-family neighborhoods for four- to six-story buildings means those projects could proceed without public hearings and one city has proposed that social housing projects also be mostly exempt from public hearings. Bryn Davidson, a laneway homebuilder in Vancouver, said he uses the mansion test to question whether a project should go through the public hearing process. Is it as easy to approve the housing that we actually need as it is to approve a mansion?
asked Davidson, who is a member of One City but has not endorsed any of the platforms. If there's a 12-unit co-housing project proposed, and if it's not the same process as a mansion, then what are we doing? Davidson said it's hard to determine whether Stewart's promise of 220,000 new units over 10 years is realistic. It's a big number, I have no way of judging whether that's even doable, he said. I think the one-city approach of saying we're going to bring plexus and rental into every neighborhood is clearer. The three parties are also all pushing for stronger protections for renters. Forward Together is promising that renters displaced by development will have the right to return to a unit in the new building and pay 20% below market rent or their previous rent, whichever is lower. Stewart is also promising to add permanent vacancy control, meaning rent increases are capped when a tenant moves out and a new renter moves in, to more new rental units. One city says they will create a tenancy advocacy office and prioritize development applications that do not displace renters. Baker promises like ending incentives to displace renters and a rent top-up are also part of the platform. Similar to Forward Together, Progress Vancouver is promising that displaced tenants get first right to return when buildings are renovated at 20% below market rent or the same rent they were paying before. The three parties are also proposing measures to tackle real estate speculation. Forward Together is pledging to keep the empty homes tax at 5%, while one city is proposing a land value tax and Progress Vancouver is suggesting a new luxury home surtax on the top 1% of properties. Thanks for stopping by the Taiyi today. Anytime you're in the mood to listen to important stories written well, we'll be here. And if you'd like to keep independent media going strong, head over to the Taiyi.ca and click on the Support Us button to pitch in. Finally, big, big thank you to all of our Taiyi builders who made this story possible.